You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you i went to physical therapy and i did everything that i could to try to get back to that level because I always found when I had sports and I had that structure of the schedule and just the ability to move my body, everything else in my life went a lot smoother. So the way that my brain worked and I wasn't diagnosed with it until two years ago, but I have uh, ADHD. And so I had an IEP growing up. So I needed extra time to take tests and focusing was, was always an issue. But when I was able to move, you could tell a clear difference of everything going better. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 202. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So, hi. So, it's been a busy day for us. I had to drive to work and then drive back home. Drive back to work. Drive back to work and then drive back home (laughs) and then drive back to work (laughs) and then drive back home to do this. But it was a good reason. It was. They're doing uh, COVID vaccines where I work and I was able to get my son in. He's 16. And so they were doing Pfizer's today, which is approved for 16 and up. And good thing we nagged him to bring his... uh, his driver's license because they did not believe he was 16 really yeah she was like how old are you and he was like 16 and she's like really and he's like yeah she's like do you got an id and he's like uh-huh <laughs> and she was like oh oh okay <laughs> yeah but she was wow because at first she stopped because i think they're just so used to it's it's 17 and up yeah. and then she was like oh it's a pfizer day but like you don't look she wasn't convinced so yeah. Shoo. So. Good thing he brought it. Absolutely. Good thing he knew where it was. It was a good thing. So, <laughs> And just like a kid, right? Just like a kid that, you know, you and I do the Moderna trial and then this little bastard goes and gets the Pfizer, mm-hmm. right? The, mm. Everything we do to help him out 
and he turns around and betrays us by getting the Pfizer vaccine. Dude, I'm just glad he has a vaccine of <laughs> any kind. Same. And Pfizer or Moderna won't let him. So no, that's, I know. But, yeah. I, and he was so happy. He was. And I know you're just joking. Yes. He was bouncing <laughs> off the walls. I've never yes. seen I've never seen a a kid so happy to get a needle stuck in his arm. No, it's you been know. it's been a weird a year. Kid. It's been a weird year. Kids want to go back to school and get shots. I know. <laughs> what has happened? What has happened? And then real quick, if a uh, funny incident this morning. What's that? Or yesterday, actually, when you were cleaning the house. I don't know. And you uh, you were you were straightening up the bedroom and you found a box you were going to throw away seriously you're going to do this so you're going to out me like that are you kidding me and then what happened i don't seem to fully remember all right look this is hard to admit everybody (laughs) i found an order of peloton clothes that i had completely forgotten about you didn't even remember they existed they were still sealed in the bag yeah they weren't cheetah print or hearts on fire but uh but you had, you almost threw away another. They were in another box. Yep. And then you almost threw away that box at the last minute. You were like, well, "Let me take a peek." And surprise. Yeah, pair of leggings and a shirt. How about that? Yeah. That would be like that's a, better than finding a twenty in your pocket. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's like finding four or five twenties in your pocket. It'd be like if I like opened something up and was like, "Oh, there's that monkey CD I forgot I purchased," but that's never happened. Because so clearly I don't have too many monkey CDs, but you might have too many Peloton items. So if you hopefully you can hear the look she's giving me right now (laughs) and that one. Oh, make that a gift. John Mills. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's the look If you only knew how many times I got that look in real life <laughs> A day <laughs> Right So uh, anyway enough of all that What uh, pray tell do you have in store for people this week Well we have lots to discuss uh, Update on yet another uh, Lawsuit issue We've got more Eric Valencia News just for fun He's like a bad penny Yes and we are going to give an update On uh, Peloton Closet the closet is closed. And then we have our tonal contest is kicking off. Give you all the details on how you can win a tonal. Yes. And we have Dr. Jen is back this week. We're going to talk about changing strategies when your goals change. And of course, all of the Peloton news, all of the things happening with all the instructors, we have it all wrapped up for you. Okay, well, before all that, shameless plugs, don't forget, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also, uh, while you're there, leave us a review, and we have a new review. Oh, yay! This is from David 8. Okay, like... The number eight? The number eight. Okay. He must have been on Apple early if he's the eighth David. Yeah, that's fair. It says, uh, great Peloton information. My first podcast that I listened to, and now I listen every week. They discuss all the great things about Peloton and do mention the problems Peloton has. We try to (laughs) to be fair. Every once in a while they got one and we bring it up. Yeah. The podcast has many enjoyable guests. Best part, it keeps me motivated to keep exercising. So thank you, David H. That is the best part. I love hearing that. <laughs> Congratulations and thank you for uh, listening and leaving us a kind review. Absolutely. And then uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Whoops. It's been a while <laughs> since I've done that. <laughs> facebook.com slash the clip out. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. While you're there, <laughs> like the page, join the group. And uh, I got to sneak in some. That's a shameless plug within a shameless plug. <laughs> that it is. It's like Inception. Uh, and uh, what else? Oh, you can sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. And of course, watch all of these shows on YouTube at youtube.com slash theclipout. So there's all that. Let's uh, Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us today from <laughs> Run, Lift, and Live, it's John Mills. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. How's it going? Good. Plug it along. I, I didn't recognize you in that um, Peloton shirt. No. I didn't this is see. like my, my Grandpa Shark shirts. I don't, <laughs> I don't have enough Grandpa Shark shirts. They're all dirty. <laughs> Uh, it'll be back next week that's all right i'll hit amazon after this <laughs> give me something to order exactly. Erica gets all the packages i need some packages coming yeah you do you do <laughs> what let's see what are we talking about this week tom peloton in court who's suing peloton now Ta-da, that's what we're talking about okay about okay that? so <laughs> who is it this week yeah <laughs> Looks like uh, another uh, we'll, lawsuit. We'll, another lawsuit. We'll uh, spin the wheel. <laughs> this week it's Icon, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. North Track. Yeah. So. Okay, I opened this article, John, that you had, and it, it wanted me to pay for it, so I didn't read it. Yeah, so, like, lay it, lay it out for me. What's the deal? What we got going on? They're, they're so suing them again. Some... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought they had already had a lawsuit against them about the auto follow feature. They did. Maybe I'm wrong. They did. No, no, they totally did. Okay, this one seems like it's a little more involved because I guess there's some patent that includes not only auto follow or or a mechanism that will increase resistance, but will also do something relative to transitioning into strength training. Like so they have some patent that incorporates both. Mm. And so they're trying to tie that to Peloton's auto follow and the fact that in the class it tells you when you're supposed to go pick up a weight. Right. They're trying to tie these two things Mm. together to one of these patents. Boy, that sure sounds like a stretch, doesn't it? (laughs) I guess that's why there's a new lawsuit. (laughs) The fourth one. When you got lawyers on retainer, it's like you might as well. Yeah. You know, you might win one. Yeah. Somebody's got a lotto. Might as well be you. Yeah. They're in there spitballing. Yeah. Yeah. They're just. (laughs) Well, so, yeah. Okay. Well. I don't think they're going to get anywhere with this. I'll be honest. I think this is going to be a big fat fail. I think it probably will be as well. I don't know how far this is going to go, but I don't know. You never know. I didn't think the lawsuit that Eric Villancy had against him. I thought he actually had a case. It turns out he didn't. So yeah, he sure we'll didn't. See. Hey, his name's going to be coming up here again <laughs> yeah, shortly, so. though. So hang on to that. <laughs> hang on to your evil jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to that, uh, you found an interesting article about just a little bit of background on uh, canceling trademarks in relation to Peloton and Mad Dog and the word spin. Right. Yeah. So Mad Dog owns that that trademark spin and spinning and have for a couple decades now. Right. And they fought vigorously to stop folks from using that term. You can't use spin, can't use spinning, indoor cycling. But now Peloton has challenged them with regards to that, saying that it's that's kind of a generic term now. And you can't have a generic term as a trademark term. Right. Right. So 
you know, Peloton's trying to get that all removed, like canceled, cancel that trademark. I thought, how could they do that? They don't really have a case there. But I've been reading a lot of articles where in talking to it, you know, the test to determine if something is generic, this kind of seems to fall in line with the test. And thus, I think they might have a case. And so this article is talking to that. It's like, well, the tests are, you know, is, are there publications where it's being used generically? And, and there are a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Bunch. I was able to produce a whole bunch of publications, a whole bunch of big name magazines and, and newspapers. You say it was like New York Times, Washington Post, like they, they've all used it generically. Right. And then the second test is, well, what does the public think? And so this article is suggesting that if Peloton's able to produce some type of survey that shows that the general public ooh, ooh, let me has fill no it out. association of that to Mad Dog. But you would have to lie. And no, I would not. I know it now. But whenever we started this podcast, we were going to use the word spin. We were. And somebody reached out to me and was like, no, no, Mad Dog owns that. Somebody had to stop me because I had no idea that that word was trademarked until we went to go start right. this podcast. Yeah. Do you want to know what we were going right. to call it? <laughs> Do you want to know yeah, what we're what? Gonna, we were going to call it Spin City? We were. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. And then I well, was, maybe after this suit, you could just go back to that. Well, I get sued by Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah. But I've always a... wanted to meet Michael oh, J. Fox. So, like, so you know, yeah. It's okay. a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. I'd be like, sir, before I sign over my house to you, can I get a quick picture? <laughs> would, you, would you sign my flux capacitor? <laughs> Talk to your man Howie. Yeah. Howie can work it out. <laughs> so Mad Dog just wants to make sure everyone knows that it's not spinning unless it's from the spinning region of France. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just sparkling indoor cycles. I didn't follow. Exactly. I'm sorry, I got. I go with it, John. That's you. Someone are, will understand I'll go with it. it. I'll go with I, it. I promise. Someone okay. will understand it. Someone well, will, somebody out there understands. Would you please send me they, a note? They will explain it to you. Like, stop in the middle of the podcast and send me a note, because then I know you're listening. Like right. Everyone then. will race to explain that joke to you. Okay. I, I can't promise. wait till Friday morning. Yes. I will know. <laughs> uh, all I think right. They're gonna run this survey, and and the article's going. Yeah, if they can get like seventy five percent of the population, to I say, think yeah, they can. I know. think they got a real then, strong. Point. I think they do too. I think it's going to be like 90 plus percent. I agree. Yeah. I really do because I think most people say that. Like how many people have been like, oh, you want to go to a spin class with me? Like you don't before right. before Peloton people were saying that you want to go to a spin class. Nobody said, would you like to go to an indoor cycling class with me? Yeah. No right. one said that. Right. No one yeah. said that. The only people that say that are IP lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone God else love them. Everyone else <laughs> so uh, then uh, you also came across uh, an interesting article. Oh, no, this was me. Oh, I this found this you. one. Oh, sorry. But I wanted to discuss it with John because it mentions his man, Eric. Yes. And I said earlier. Right, you sent this to me. Yeah. And that's all I saw in it. I was like, Eric's in this too? Yeah. Yeah. He's everywhere. So, okay. So let's let's go back in time. We're going to. And that was backwards. And um, whenever well, I. Time sound. <laughs> we didn't go back that oh, far. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But when we when we first started the podcast, people used to talk all the time about a studio in Chicago called Studio Three. Yes. Okay, so you remember yes. that? You remember that? Yes. That was a thing. And okay, so legend Peloton legend has it lore. Yes, Peloton yes. lore has it that back in the day when Peloton first started, they had a deal with with Studio Three. 
And Studio 3 in Chicago was going to be the second Peloton studio. That was going to be a thing. Then all of a sudden, it just never happened. And like nobody ever talked about why. And it had a bunch of Peloton right. bikes in it. Yeah. Though. So yeah. like part of yes. the, part of the legend is and this is true. This part is absolutely true. Whenever you go to the bike, when you go to this gym, they have a whole bank of Peloton bikes, like tons of them. I remember the, that. Okay. I remember and that. and yes. those instructors, I forgot to mention this to you earlier, so I'm making sure to say it now. Those instructors, not only they teach on those bikes, they teach their own content on those Peloton bikes. Okay. I Right. Yes. Okay. So you remember all this now. So then. I remember all this. <laughs> Back then I wanted to go to yes. Chicago to go to this place. It was a thing. Because they kept saying it was a thing. They were talking about it's all Peloton bikes. It's all Peloton based. Right. I remember that. Okay. Yes. Well, it's somewhere along the line. It just kind of fell out of like no one talked about it anymore. It just it just went away. And but like the studio still exists. I haven't heard about it till I came across this article today. And it says Studio 3 in it. I'm like, what is right. studio? Wait, wait, what, the same Studio 3? Sure enough. So here's the deal. This guy who's talking here, this guy that they're interviewing, he owns David Blitz. Thank you. He owns this like real estate thing, but also they have a whole health club chain okay but the chain appears to only be studio three in chicago okay right but they want to expand now this is where it gets crazy they start talking about their kit which i've never heard anyone refer to a club as your kit but this guy says this guy in the interview is like oh yeah yeah we've got a whole bunch of special bikes special spin actually i think he uses spin generically here How about that special spin bikes that like they were designed by eric valenci also the guy who designed peloton bikes and soul bike and i'm like whoa 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 yes. wait a minute those aren't those aren't specially designed bikes those are the peloton bikes that they're from way back when yeah Okay, oh, so man. then, I, yeah, okay. Now he's yep, talking yep. about this huge expansion they're going to do, and they want to like have these clubs everywhere. Okay, but now combine that with the timing of the fact that now I'm getting deep. John, you posted this week that there was a, a thing on Reddit that said that Peloton, hey, we're not going to sell to gyms anymore. So, right. what are the chances that this guy does an interview? About they're going to buy all these Peloton bikes. And right after that, oh, Peloton puts a kibosh on selling to gyms. This this is interesting here. This is interesting. Every time Eric's name Although, comes up, it's weird. Whenever Eric's name comes up, this is weird. It's weird. One, one caveat, though. Yes. I think I'll have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure I heard about a year, a little over a year ago. They stopped selling to apartments. Someone went in there. They stopped selling to apartments. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you're going a different way. Someone went to this Studio 3 in Chicago and posted that all the bikes were different. I'm pretty sure I heard that. Interesting. Which which has me wondering, like, yeah, I I have no doubt that the bikes in Studio 3 still are Peloton-like. But but, But it has me wondering. Is he up to it again? Are they the... Is he up to right. is he over there designing another bike, which is what Tom said. As soon as I started telling him the story, he's like, oh, my God, he's going to design another bike for these people and call it a different bike because it's going to have like something different. Right. So here we go again. That's what my thought is now. Now I'm wondering, like, what what is that? They said Eric Villancy. So that is his bike there. Mm-hmm. But I bet it's not a Peloton branded bike. I don't know. It used to. It used to, it used to say it Peloton, to but now I don't know. It used to be. So, right. 
make of that what you will, all the listeners out there. But I thought it was interesting because it goes back in time on the Peloton history. And I find that fascinating. And the rest is all complete conjecture on my part. And I have no idea its accuracy or validity. I just got a little crazy when I saw his name and Peloton next to each other. Never see that guy's name. You Mm. got to start thinking. You got to start thinking when you see his name. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then finally, you found an interesting article about uh, wearables and the plethora uh, of wearables, and where you think Peloton is headed with this their their wearable. That, I just that's yeah, I really just find the whole space interesting now, right? Like, yeah. I was never really into the wearables. I wasn't big into the trackers or the, the you know the newer uh, smart watches. You don't have an well, Apple Watch, so- do you? No, okay. I don't have, I've been considering, but I know I don't have one. Um, so once Peloton purchased out Atlas wearables, now this has gotten me kind of interested in the space. Okay, what is going on with this space? And I thought, well, it was clear that Peloton is looking at like this trackers, like they're not really, it's clear. I mean, because Atlas wearables doesn't really have smart watches. They don't have watches that you can control your your, you know, your, the volume of the music or answer a call or GPS tracking. It's not like that. It's just, you know, heart rate activity-based, things like that. But which made me think, is that really a a space that, do they, I mean, how much can they get out of that? That's what I keep wondering too. Right. But this makes me think maybe it's bigger than I thought because I mean, every time I turn around, it's another wearable dropping that's really aligned to just fitness, just fitness tracking, not the smartwatch piece, just fitness tracking. So that's what I found interesting out of that. Here's another, another tracker. And, and Peloton's has like some unique features if you're just talking about trackers. The fact that it's not just it can, you know, measure how many steps you took or, you know, how much activity you, you produced. But this watch that Peloton will now have as a part of the Atlas wearables acquisition can tell if you're doing a thousand different exercises. It's like, oh. That guy's doing push-ups. Let me count reps for push-ups. Oh, that dude's guy's doing curls. Let me count reps for curls. It can, like, he can tell? detect it can tell that, that exactly well? what exercise you're doing. So that tells me like they that's kind of an I mean, that's what it says it can do. Yeah. If it can truly do that, that tells me that there's an innovation in the tracker space relative to what Peloton will be able to produce. I feel like I'd eat a donut this- and it'd be like, you did six reps. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm super skeptical of how like how that can happen. I worked out today. Because yeah, I worked out today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skeptical that it can really pick up on all those different exercises and auto detect. And the reason I say that is I've used a whoop, I've used a Fitbit, I've used a Garmin. I've used well, Garmin doesn't auto detect. Everything else I just said does. And the um Apple Watch auto detects as well. Like whoop sometimes we'll be able to tell, but it's like only if I do a vigorous activity, like if I run, right. like if I'm just like leisurely walking, it's right. it doesn't care. It's like, yeah, that's nice. It, you know, right. it, it right. increases my, my heart rate goes up accordingly, but it's not enough to like trigger that like I did something. And if I like ride the bike, it never is like, oh, you just rode a bike. Do you want me to record? Do you want right. me to record? It doesn't know. I mean, it says it's supposed right, it to know, but it doesn't. So it doesn't know. I'm super skeptical that it could be like push-ups and bicep curls. Right. Like, that's so specific. And like, there's so I many. I want to see this thing now. Right, right. I'm cur- I'm skeptical of that. But I think you make a good point that there's, if if it works. If it really does that, like they, they have like a, well, this watch that Atlas Wearables was about to produce never actually released. Right. Peloton acquired them before they actually released it. But they have like a video this guy's wearing the new watch that's supposed to be coming out. And he just, he doesn't do anything. He just starts doing push-ups, And the camera's just like focused on the watch on his arm. 
And it just automatically goes, oh, push-ups and starts counting one, two, three. So, hmm. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. It I is. It's kind of cool. I mean, but take it off where you have sex or that could get embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's doing a lot of sit-ups. Yeah. yeah, yeah three? Yeah, three push-ups? <laughs> Your heart rate, your heart rate went up. You really, you were in like zone three, but you did three push. But you only did three. Yeah, that's, guys, not doing well. Yeah, and it drops off, and then it shows that you slept for six hours. That's you might want to send this wearable back. I think it's not functioning properly, sir. Oh, well, we're really gonna have to test this thing out if it comes out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. honey, I'd like to test it out. It out. <laughs> <laughs> Report back to us all. Uh, yeah. Sure, sure, we'll do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we share some. Send lunch. the stats to Peloton too, man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, as, well, as my friend JP said last night, that's mad TMI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, wow. it's interesting, and I do think Peloton. I, I, I think that they're just looking for a way to like. Oh, here's. I think they know that they'll sell a bunch of them to people that that just they want everything. To be in that same well, ecosystem. And you John, know? you brought up something else in your your like synopsis that you always do. And right. that is that like a thing that Peloton would have is like maybe there's a lot of people that wouldn't go buy one, but wrap it into what you're already getting with Peloton and your monthly subscription. Now you now you got people. Right. People are gonna be like, Well, I'm already paying right. for it. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I was thinking I was thinking, well, a, a couple benefits, I guess. The Whoop has a monthly membership, and if they kind of just absorb this into your thirty-nine bucks, you're already paying for your other connected fitness devices. I guess that'd be a benefit. You take that instead, and then second, like you just said, yeah, if you probably just go, oh, fitness tracker too. All right, add that to yeah. my cart. Yeah, why? <laughs> in for a dime, and then all of us in for a diamond right. for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of us. I mean, all of us fanatics. We're going to be like, well, out, I got to go get try the sale it. Off of the fanatics, <laughs> I mean, I got to right? try it. You got to know what. You're, I mean, for the show. For the show, sure. Try it out. Right, right. You're gonna have an Apple I mean, Watch and a Whoop. You're gonna have to put the, that on your on. Do they have an, like an anklet? I don't that they know. Can sell you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually people that have taken the Apple Watch and the Whoop and put them together. Yeah. They've managed to slide the arms off of this one into this one, and then like they wear them all as one device. All as one. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, there are wow. people that do that. Yeah. Sounds like a lot. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't care enough. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess uh, that's it for for this. Uh, until next time, John, where can people find you? Doing push-ups. Doing push-ups. Yeah, let, let us know if they send you guys the first prototypes. And we'll know some. They've been listening. We'll know. You can find me on Facebook at Run, Lift, my Run, Lift, and Live page or my Run, Lift, and Live group. Um, on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live or at RunLiftAndLive.com. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you. Talk to you later. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste 
texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man oh man Do you love your AG1 I really do You do It's a wonderful tasting drink And it also makes me feel good Like it's a great way To start the day Uh, You know I grew up My dad always had things Like tomato juice First thing in the morning I feel like AG1 Is my tomato juice (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8 Yes I I do Uh, But I love the way It makes me feel It's like I get All of my vitamins And I'm ready for the day Just with a drink And like I said It's a good tasting drink And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes, and not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. New content. So it was announced this week that, or maybe not announced, but new Pilates classes were dropped. I guess they had some a while back. Yeah, they had 20 that had dropped before, and now these 20 just dropped. Gotcha. But the interesting thing is, well, there's a couple interesting things about it. One, I thought it was interesting that they referred to this as season two. Yes. So I kind of I kind of think that that means this is what we're going to start seeing. They're going to like have... Drop these classes Mm -hmm. and then it'll be A significant time period and then We'll have another drop the other interesting Thing is all new instructors So this time we have Kendall Rebecca Kennedy Jess King Ali Love and Anna Greenberg They all are doing these classes We already had 20 That were on the roster and those Classes were from Kristen McGee Sam Yo, Hannah Corbin Emma Lovewell And Aditi Shaw so I find That kind of fascinating and also, it's interesting, they're adding five instructors, but there's only 20 of them. So that means each one only did four classes. Now, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, that's not very many classes. But to call it a season and then like, now we're not going to see this again till next year? I wonder if... Or the, is it like the fall season, yeah, spring season? Yeah, I wonder season? if those seasons will start to get a little bit closer as they, <clears throat> you know... Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. What, yeah. that, what is that going to look like? I'm also surprised that they would drop 20... Instead of like if they're going to have a season why not do like two a week to buy you more time but I I don't know I don't either but it also it does feed into um, to, to what I've been saying for a while that they view it more as a TV station it, it does it also kind of feeds into and a lot of people are frustrated about this so I'm sure that this will 
generate frustration for people. But it also speaks to when people are like, there's not that many classes on the schedule. And I I keep saying, well, because of COVID, you know, they only have so much time that we can record in the studio. And and then they have all these things they're recording to drop on demand later like this. And Mm -hmm. so there's things happening in the background that we don't know about yet. And so that's part of why it's not just a constant number of classes a day. Right. They'll get there. They will, but until then, there are people that are frustrated that it's not the way yeah. it used to be. So, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Change is, change is constant. <laughs> that much we know. New features. Well, this is a really cool feature that I hope they roll out. To other, I think a lot of people have been wanting this. It's a small tweak, but in the on an iOS device and the app, mm-hmm. you can mix the audio from the instructor separately from the music audio yeah so it's like just like when you were taking a tread class or a spin class a bike excuse me an indoor cycling class careful (laughs) i know now you can do that same thing on your app with any of the classes so i think that this is really good that they're rolling this out it's good for people who only use the app to be able to do that because if you're an app only user you've never been able to have that feature that's built into the bike like that's one of the premium things you also have to wonder like at some point they're adding so much to the app that it it's like really it's weird the way they break it out like i know that that's their loss leader right but if if everything that we get as part of the bike is also available for the app what's the point yeah (laughs) totally like yeah because i mean people already are like well, why shouldn't I just get another bike and right. pay a, pay fourteen ninety five a month instead yeah. of thirty nine ninety five a month? Like I spent the bigger chunk of money with you. A lot of people feel that those prices should be flipped. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, I still see enough of a difference, but if those things keep changing, I mean, I could see. I mean, I'll always have it, but I can certainly see more people feeling that way. Like totally. I think that number is going to go up. So yeah. curious to see what Peloton continues to do with that. Absolutely, it's a great feature to get added to the iOS device, though. It is. Peloton Closet. Step into the Peloton Closet with Tori. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube for the last time? Maybe? Question mark? I don't know. It's Tori (laughs) from Peloton Closet. Hi. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, Crystal. So your walk-in closet became a walk-out closet. (laughs) (laughs) The closet may be closed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so like you got a letter from Peloton, and they said, eh, and yeah. and and here we are. What what exactly were the issues? Because people keep saying to me, "Well, she could just change the name," and I keep saying right. it's not just the name. Yeah, so you tell bit, us. A little bit more complex than that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so first of all, I have to you know spill some truth here, um, which is that like Peloton Closet was never about me as a person. It's about a community. But I I probably should fess up to the fact that I have legal training. I am uh, I don't currently practice law, but I am uh, an attorney. I passed the bar in the state of California and practice law for a number of years. I went to law school and I learned intellectual property from like the guy who wrote a five volume treatise on (laughs) intellectual property that is used at law schools across the nation. So I would like to own that I was fully aware that when I started this, the, the format I used, which was pictures of instructors and their outfits, that that's copyrighted Peloton property. Like I knew that. 
Um, Let, let's let's dig was, into that just for a second, because I've had a lot of questions yeah. about that, too. And and so people keep saying, well, well, but how is that different than me posting a picture at the end of my ride? And how is that? Because because Peloton owns all of that. But but Peloton owns it. And most of us are just putting a picture up and that's the end of it. Right. And and you right, and right, right. we'll get into exactly what you were you were doing like yeah. that, that makes it yeah. sound bad yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i know like, should we oh. pixelate your face and change your voice change my voice yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like but um the difference is that what they so i received a letter from peloton and like let me say it was really nice, friendly letter. They were complimentary of me. They were were so grateful for your enthusiasm. They didn't say you're a terrible person. <laughs> you know, we hate you. You suck. It was like, hey, we get that you're super enthusiastic and we admire that, but you've taken it too far. And the issue that they raised with me was that I was using their instructors, their name, their brand to promote clothing that is in competition with Peloton Apparel. So they have their own clothing line. Now, you can talk about the fact that instructors are allowed to wear non-Peloton clothing. Mm-hmm. And that's on Peloton. You know, right. that's not on me. But I seized on that and, you know, told people where to get that. Because if you see the bra with a P- big P on it, you can probably go to the Peloton Apparel website yeah. and find it. Unless it's a leopard one. but um, <laughs> Or hearts on fire but, or whatever it's called. Or hearts on fire. Yeah. Yes. But um, or that's cheetah, actually. Leopard and cheetah, they're very similar. They are. Uh, that's something I've learned from running Peloton Closet. But I digress. So the issue is that the way that I was using the intellectual property was to promote other clothing lines that were not related to the Peloton apparel brand, which they've spent a lot of time and a lot of money to build up. And, you know, they want Peloton users to buy their own apparel line and not for me to sort of sleuth out, oh, hey, you know, you don't have to buy Peloton apparel. You can buy this other stuff. And that was the issue was that I was using their intellectual property to divert essentially business that could have gone to their own apparel, but was going to competitors apparel. Okay. So even though in most instances, the stuff was no longer available for purchase, that was still troublesome to them? I mean, I do not work at some <laughs> of the Peloton intellectual property. Which is good because you'd be fired oh. if you did right now. Like they would, they would have just given you a box and said, pack your desk. And um, So, I, you know, I don't know. And like I said, I did take intellectual property in law school, but it was at 8 a.m. And I used to party a lot in those days. So, like, I don't know. Um, it's I'm clearly, sure there's some nuances. It, yeah, I think it's nuances. And I think it's also yeah. probably like having some control over that, right? Like it's, oh, yeah. it, it's how yeah, it yeah. looks. It's how it appears. Because, you know, it also could be that like, well, if you're sending all these people over to, I'm just going to pick on Adidas because they, you know, they're they just did the partnership mind. with yeah. Adidas. And and yeah. so like, oh, well, if you're sending everybody over to Adidas to get all that stuff, well, now people might stop going over to Peloton to get their stuff, which we all know would never happen. Yeah. But right, you don't right. know what the next big thing is. You And, and maybe, right. maybe the next big thing would pull us away from Peloton. They right. don't know that. And they have to, as it, I know we were talking about this off air, they have to protect yeah. it, not just from the the Peloton closets of the world, but from people that would do them harm, that don't love Peloton as a brand and would not have their best interest at heart. Exactly, exactly. If they go to defend 
their intellectual property, they have to be able to say, we've done it across the board. We're not picking and choosing. Peloton Closet's super cool, so we're not going to hassle her. But, you know, this person, it's it has to be across the board that they are defending their copyright, their trademark, you know, whatever element of intellectual property that it is. So they are 100% justified in doing what they did. I mean, it's kind of what, you know, when we talk about Mad Dog and the the trademark on spin, like Mm -hmm. Mad Dog, I mean, has been a mad dog (laughs) going after people that use spin in a generic sense. And now, and they've been blazing that trail for years. And even though they've been doing it, it's looking like there's a good chance that they, they might lose that even though they have been doing those things and if they hadn't been doing those things it would have happened a long time it, ago yeah, it would have happened 10 or 15 years ago yeah right yeah i mean i did take that class at eight in the morning but i remember that much <laughs> that i know for that, sure and you know and like let me just say i guess the reason i did it kind of knowing it was dicey was that i started this I and mean, we talked about this when i first came on like i thought I'd love to be able to show my friends and like 10 people on Reddit where to get some of these looks. This would be fun. I didn't think that I would have almost 24,000 followers in the space of four months. Like that never occurred to me. I thought it would be fun to have like 2,000 followers. That would be insane. (laughs) Surprise! Um, Yeah, surprise. Just my cross to bear. But, you know, and it turned into a lot of work with additional followers. And that's, you know, I didn't monetize. I didn't use an affiliate link. I didn't do any of that until I was at 10,000 followers because it just got to be so much work. And everyone's like, you really need to do affiliate links so you can like try and get, you know, a little bit of money off of this. And I mean, I guess I would say maybe my total profit from affiliate links has been $400. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have made money from other, other, from doing, you know, codes and, you know, partnerships with brands, but the the pure affiliate link is like, it's like two cents a click. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have to really generate some traffic to make money off affiliate links. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 not paying the rent. (laughs) No. And I mean, and that, that is a lot of work. I mean, we have, have, you know, obviously we put a lot of work into this and we, and we, we have ads. I think people know that because sometimes we say, here's an ad and then we give you promo Yeah, totally. And we've been very transparent about that process. I mean, it was what, two and a half, three years practically before we got to the point where it was, you know, enough to, to start doing that. So so. we, we feel you and we get that. But I mean, uh, you know, from, from what I understand, that's kind of left you in a good place with all of this, right? Because since it was this, a massive amount of work and I know you changed jobs recently, so I'm sure that's been, that's been a different, you know, a different workload as well. So, so it's kind of, my understanding is that leaves you in a good place with all of this mindset wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like this couldn't have been more fun. I have had so many incredible experiences. I've met so many awesome people like the two of you, for example, um, and just, you know, other followers who I never would have met, but I have true relationships with. Like these are people who I maybe have not yet met in person. I hope I will someday. But, you know, we talk about real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy that you can actually form connections over you know, the internet and um, especially during such a weird time with COVID and so much disconnection. I'm so proud that I created a space where I found connections and a lot of people found 
connection. They found happiness. They were like, this account, it's just, it's peaceful. It's easy. It's fun. It's sort of like a little detective, like what, you know, what's the outfit today? What's it going to be like? Where's that bra from? Yeah. Where's those leggings? It's a very charming, happy place, you know, and <laughs> exactly. and I and I know that a lot of people like myself are going to miss it. I also really appreciate that you understand intellectual property. You don't blame Peloton <laughs> oh, for God, this. No. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and be really frustrated with Peloton. And I'm like, well, it's not that simple, it's though. Like, it's not. Sandbox. Yeah. You got to play yeah. by their rules. It's like, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, we're all we're all making money on the backs of peloton right i mean they they did this thing and we love it and we're we're enjoying it's not like you did this in a labor of love because you were like "Ooh, i'm money hungry like you said you weren't that's not that's not the goal you you did it because you loved it and um totally it's a passion and it turned into something cool because you had that passion but none of that would have existed had you not had the bike in the first place, had you not exactly. had Peloton not been doing what they were doing. So and, right, and same right. for our podcast. Right. It's Absolutely. the same. Nothing. Yeah. It, everything that's related to Peloton all starts with Peloton. And so right. Right. I think that's important for people to keep in mind that, you know, this isn't as you said, they were nice to you. Like they weren't mean. And oh, so nice. <laughs> and, you know. I like, honestly, uh, you know, people were like, do they send a cease and desist? Are they threatening to sue? And like, to me, <laughs> I shouldn't like give this away. Cause I don't want to like give Peloton any ideas, but to me, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what if they cut off my account? Like, that, that, was, <laughs> that was like the worst, you know, the worst punishment I could imagine would be like, oh, <gasps> What if they say I violated copyright and like they're, you know, I violated the user agreement and they're going to suspend my account. And like, that's the worst downside that I could think of. Because <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Give back the 400 bucks and the pairs of leggings? I mean, you know, who cares? But I don't want to go without my Peloton. Like, that would be a disaster. So, Shoot. you know, I was like, before they think of that and start threatening that, I don't want that consequence. I want to be able to, you know, at the end of the day, like maybe that makes me selfish because I, you know, whatever, but like, I want to get in that, you know, Tunde's newest um, arms and intervals. Yeah. That's very important to me. I I, (laughs) I totally get that. And, and I've had a lot of people ask me too, like so many people assumed this was just about the name of what you, because you call it Peloton Closet and it's, it's really, it doesn't sound like it was at all about the name. I don't think that, I mean, they said they sort of reeled off a list of things that were wrong and the name was one of them, but it was also using, you know, the logo and using the photos and using the instructors and all that. So without authorization, because obviously there are entities that are using Peloton instructors as brand ambassadors or paying for them to do advertisements. I mean, all that must be blessed, I assume, by Peloton. So, you know, it's just that I didn't ask permission. And and, the, um, and there are other yeah. Instagram accounts out there that I think it's pretty safe to say haven't been blessed by Peloton. Oh, but I know, have, yeah. But have Peloton in the name. Yeah. And they they still exist. So many. Yeah. And there's another account uh, on who shall remain nameless um, because I'm not trying to get them in trouble, but they literally do the exact same thing that you were doing. And... They don't have as many followers. They only have about 4,000 followers. Somebody sent me this account today. It was one that I did not know of. So this is a different one than you and I have talked about before. But it doesn't have Peloton in the name. And I can't help but wonder if it's Peloton hasn't reached out to them yet because it doesn't have Peloton in the name. So maybe they haven't found it yet. 
and also maybe they haven't because they don't have as many followers. Like you had, you, you gained a lot and you gained uh, it very I quickly. Gained a lot. I gained very quickly. And if there's an account that you think is not doing the right thing, I, you can speak to my friends, trademark at onepaloton.com. <laughs> oh. Nice. Oh, I need an extended laugh yeah. break for that. <laughs> oh, nice. Might need some cut editing there. Cut no, some of that no. I think we're going to leave it all that was, laughter. I think that was leave great. It all in. Yeah. So, uh, so at this moment in time, there there are no plans for you to try and figure out a way to do this within the acceptable parameters. Like you're just going to kind of take a beat. Yeah, I think I'm going to chill for a minute. Sure. It was super nice to wake up this morning. So we're we're recording this the day after I or actually, yeah, I took my site down last night. So it's the day after. Um, it was really fun to sleep in today. I've <laughs> been waking up at like 4.30 or 5 every morning to post and start answering DMs and story and then do my workout and then go to work. So I slept in this morning until like 6.30. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I got to say, um, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> and, Crystal's going to uh, change the name of the podcast to Peloton John Foley, Manny Majacomo <laughs> clip out. <laughs> you too can sleep in. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to rest a little bit and I'm a pretty creative person and this is not the first idea I've ever had. It won't be the last idea. So like, I don't know. I can't say what, what the future would hold. I mean, I did love so much about um, Peloton Closet and getting to promote causes and that were really important to me and getting to just, you know, build this awesome community, getting to promote small businesses and up and coming designers and, you know, all those things you've heard me talk about. So if there's a way to keep doing that without invoking the Peloton name or Peloton Wrath, I'm open. I have to just think on it for a little bit, though. I I think that I'm going to pause and see what like what percolates do you want ideas from the community because i had a whole lot of people weigh in today about what you should do <laughs> or do you kind of just want to let your own brain kind of work through that i have about 500 comments that i need to read <laughs> and i think that um people had some suggestions for me <laughs> so probably there's some inspiration in the comment section of my my post announcing kind of what happened and so, yeah, but, you know, it might not be related to Peloton at all. I'm not sure. Totally. Um, Echelon yeah, closet. I'm, I'm open to. Yeah. No, Tori. I'm open to suggestions. No. No. <laughs> Is it possible to have um, negative Instagram followers? Is that a thing? So, yeah, I'm open to suggestions. I'm just going to kind of see what happens next. But, you know, I think I just want to say, like, and I, we talked about this a little bit before. I thought about just not enabling the comments. And I sort of wanted to monitor. And like, by the time I went to bed, it seemed like everything was like, you know, oh, tear emoji, like, that's a bummer. I'll miss you. And, you know, like pretty positive. But then I did notice that there were some comments kind of going in the direction of like, you suck Peloton. And like, this isn't a cool look. And I just, you know, I really wanted to speak to the two of you today to say, like, I don't blame Peloton. They're doing their jobs and they've done so much for all of us. So, you know, I apologize for, you know, to Peloton, like, sorry that my comments got kind of negative and that's not like, that's not how I feel. And um, 
you know, it's flattering that my followers feel like really passionate and are kind of upset with Peloton, but I don't, you know what, it, like I said, it was a great ride and, uh, and on to the next thing. Awesome. Well, it's great that you have such a, a positive outlook on it. It is. And thank you for having been on the show as an interview and then as a segment. And if yeah. you figure out another way or you want to try something different and, and we're right here, we're, you know where to find awesome. us. And, uh, cool. so cool. I guess, um, we got, we got that cool sweeper made and everything. I know you owe us, <laughs> you owe us $7 for that though. That's, I'll send you my uh, my proceeds from yeah. April's um, affiliate link. She will send, <laughs> send me some leggings. She will send you half a legging <laughs> to make up for the cost of that sweeper. So, um, so I guess normally I end by saying, where can people find you? But if people want to find you, where can they find you? Or do you not want um, them to know? It's okay to say no. Well, I haven't like I haven't taken my site down yet. So mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to keep it up for a while. And so feel free. Yeah, I might have to change the name eventually, but like I don't have any. I'm not doing what Peloton told me not to do. Right. 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 Which is like selling clothes or, right. or telling people where to buy clothes that aren't Peloton apparel. Gotcha. I kept just a few posts that were or like adjacent because mm-hmm. I had like a really, really heated debate happening about if you should wear underwear under leggings yeah. or not. <laughs> and that is the kind of hard hitting journalism that I think that people need access to. So like I didn't take that stuff down. It doesn't have anything to do with Peloton. So I kept a few posts up and so I, I haven't taken the site down yet. So feel free. It's still called Peloton Closet for now. You can DM me. You can okay. follow me. Okay. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yes, for, thank you. Thank you for, you for everything. Yeah. We've had the fun ride with you. Thank and you for letting us join. <laughs> and don't be a stranger. Yes. I will not be a stranger, I promise. But I will be stranger and stranger every, every day. week. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. (laughs) Your chance to win with the clip out. So we have a new contest. We do. I'm so excited about this. It's uh, everyone's chance to win a tonal. You can win a tonal and... All of the proceeds go to Make-A-Wish Foundation. 100% of the proceeds goes to the Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area Foundation. And Tonal was kind enough to donate the Tonal, which is why all of the money can go to Make-A-Wish. And so it's the Greater Bay Area because that's where Tonal is based out of. Yeah. um, Yeah. And and not only did Tonal volunteer to donate the Tonal, but also... 
the accessory package. The smart accessory package. All the smart accessories that come with the package and an entire year of membership on the Tonal. And because I know people always ask when we do these contests, it's available in all 50 states. Yes. So Alaska and Hawaii can also enter the contest because people always because so many times it's the 48 contiguous states. Yes. And then people you know, those states are excluded. So not this time. All 50 states can participate. So your next question is probably how can you participate? Yes. Let's talk about that. So what you do is you go to the dot com slash win a tonal. Nice and easy. The dot com slash win a tonal. And when you're there, you can purchase entries for as little as five bucks so five bucks will get you like 10 entries and i think 10 bucks will get you like 30 entries and every increment you spend gets you more entries into this contest and then you get additional entries if you maybe share it on your facebook page or if you share it and then a friend buys you get even more so there's you know all sorts of ways and and like i said 100 percent of the proceeds will benefit the make-a-wish foundation so fun fact about make-a-wish the average wish costs 10 thousand dollars yes that's an average so some are more if you get a kid that wants to go to antarctica which right? is a thing it is a thing like that one that that's a little bit more but you know maybe a, you know some kid just wants to i don't know do a weekend a, a week at disney world or right. something and that can maybe be a little cheaper it just depends yeah but we would love we would love to reach our goal of ten thousand dollars that would be amazing it would be provide so a amazing especially because i don't know that we did well maybe we mentioned i think we mentioned it one other time yeah but we were certified wish granters we so we've, we've done that in the past so we've worked with make a wish before and if you're thinking oh what can my money do here's a little ten dollars can provide a make a wish cap for a wish bag Aww. or 25 can provide the twinkle lights to decorate a playhouse wish Aww. or 50 can get you a wireless mouse for a gaming computer wish. Oh wow! Right, so like, there's a lot. So if you, you, I mean, you can just go up and up. Five hundred bucks can provide a tablet computer for a virtual celebrity wish, right? Because right now those all have to be virtual, right? So there's all sorts of different ways you can. A thousand dollars can provide a canopy bed for a bedroom makeover wish. So, wow! So there's all, and then ten ten grand, you just bought a whole wish. Yeah, and you probably won the contest. <laughs> 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 but uh, but it's but, it's really cool, and and one thing about Make-A-Wish that I, I really enjoyed during the process is that you sit down with each individual child and like the whole reason that you get trained as a wish granter is to help the child come up with what they want, not what their parents want right. or their aunts and uncles you want. Try and weed out any undue influence. They exactly. want to make sure that this is a kid's wish, not someone else's wish being Funneled through a kid Exactly yeah. It's a it's a really cool organization And a really cool process And I absolutely Am so excited about this And for those of you Who uh, belong also already To the tonal community And you're like Well I already have a tonal What can I do? Well I just want to send you over to the superset and the official tonal community because there's going to be virtual workouts you can participate mm-hmm. in. There's going to be all kinds of things you can do over on the tonal side and all of that money will go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation yeah, as well. And, and if you already have a tonal, you could still win another one, give it away. Give it away. Donate it to a school or something. Who knows? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So once again, that's theclipout.com slash win a tonal. Peloton in the news. So Peloton has a new commercial for the Bike Plus. They do. And of course, if it's Peloton, it features music. It does. And uh, this song really, I guess, made an impact about people. They kept talking about it. And so I've seen this in like three 
different news outlets that were like, what is that song? Right. So they found the song and uh, it is from Sophie Tucker and uh, it's super upbeat. The song is super upbeat. And so I posted about it. Damn, I wish I was your Peloton instructor. No. Is that a no? Okay, no. That's a that's Sophie B. Hawkins. Oh, I just knew the Sophie part. Yeah, it's spelled completely different and thirty years different. Yes. Because now that I look at the picture, I'm like pretty sure that's not her. Yeah, pretty sure. But <laughs> this song, whenever I posted about it, I was like, "Does anybody? Do you guys already know this song?" And then everyone then told me about how yes, Purple Hat, which is the name of the song. Okay. Was also the quote unquote theme song for the Just King Experience season two. And Ah. so every week when they would do their little dance moves or whatever they do, that was played. And so everyone who takes those classes already knew the song. How about that? And I thought it was interesting that then Peloton chose to use it over in the commercial. So it's a really fun little song. I don't know if you've heard it. I have not heard it. It's very upbeat. I really dig it. I put it on my liked. How about that? Hearted that. Bustle.com had an article, 2000s themed Peloton classes that will bring nostalgia to your sweat sesh. sesh. And it's like, first of them, like, wait, they have a, these lists are getting out of control. 2000 items? Uh, oh, no. no. <laughs> it's it's for the, the 2000s. Yeah. I love how that'll bring nostalgia. Like, what, yeah. for the 19 year old? I like, know. Well, I'm like, who's what? finding nostalgia? No, let's not have nostalgia for the 2000s yeah, yet. I'm oh, not ready. Geez. I'm not ready. Yeah. yeah. So I always I think these are funny because, as you've mentioned, we're starting to get these like all the time yeah. kind of thing. So I, I really am starting to think that Peloton's just paying people to do these little like they're. <laughs> I don't think Peloton has to pay. people. OK, to these, do these people things. are paying Peloton to that. like for ideas, but but they're like they're, they're repetitive, you know. Yeah. So um, there were all these different classes that I mean, there's a billion 2000 classes out there. Yeah, so totally. They don't. I mean, my favorites are not going to be their favorites and vice versa. But I think the idea that the article exists amuses me. Yeah. PCMag.com tested out the new Peloton tread. Yeah, I uh, I think this is interesting because I haven't seen a lot of I haven't seen a lot of news outlets or and in this case it's an electronic outlet, but I haven't counts, seen them yeah. like really do a lot of reviews on the new tread. Right, there were tons when the tread plus came out. Totally, so many I can't even count them all. Um, and so they compared both. They did the tread plus and the tread. Mm-hmm. Tried both of them out. They basically kind of came to the conclusion that. It really just depends what you're looking for. Like if you have the space and you have the money, like obviously yeah, the Tread Plus because the slats. Right. But if you don't and you really want the the Peloton world that mm-hmm. like it's kind of an it's no brainer to get the smaller one. Right. Because it's a lower profile. It's much smaller. It's much quieter. And of course, much cheaper. So Peloton senior vice president and global head of marketing, head of global marketing, something like that. It's got global and marketing in the title. How about She's that? doing all the things marketing. She, yes. I, I don't know how you say your last name. Dara. Trezeter. Trezeter. Okay. Trezeter. Trezeter. I don't know. But. Uh, Dara. Dara. We'll call her Dara. Our friend Dara. Sure. Uh, she's going to be speaking as part of Optima 21, which only sounds like a transformer. <laughs> it's a cousin to Optimus Prime. Right. Yeah. Uh, this uh, and this is. Uh, 
the this is basically an HR conference. Yeah. It's like it, and and the interesting thing is is that they bill themselves as number one. I kind of have to wonder how many of those are number one. Yeah, it's kind of like when you Google. Uh, Second biggest Mardi Gras city yeah. in the United States. There's like eight of them. There's like yeah, there's like twenty that all claim to be the <laughs> second biggest Mardi Gras, including St. Louis. Including St. Louis, yeah. We're not. We're not. Um, <laughs> but I do find like the people that they have are very interesting. I mean, there's only four like main speakers, yeah, and um, that their keynotes are pretty badass. I mean, they have Guy Raz and and Dara. Like and th- I mean they have other people too. I just right. they don't they don't stand out to me as much. They might stand out to other people right. who totally. know who they are. So we have I'm trying to look at his name, Patrick Len. Yeah, the way it it's like the <laughs> it's it's white font on his white shirt against his white shirt. So, so I can't really read it. Yeah, um, and he's from what the he he wrote the first dysfunctions of a team. Am I reading that right? The type is so small. So they scroll down. Old. They have they have like other people listed. Okay. Okay, so they have Dara. So we got Dara. Okay, and there then we go. Baratunde oh, Thurston. There we go. He he. Okay, so it's he's going to do deconstructing racism in the workplace. He wrote the bestseller "How to Be Black." Definitely recognize him and that book. And then Patrick Lee Linciani. Okay, and he's going to close it down with talking about the five dysfunctions of a team. So um, I think those are pretty awesome keynote speakers for this thing, and uh, I would love to see what uh, Dara has to say. Our friend Dara. Our friend Dara. Dara the Explorer. Because <laughs> she's never heard that joke before. I'm sure. I mean, she probably hasn't because she's in charge. <laughs> so you don't just walk up and make that joke no, to her. No, you don't. Not, if you, not unless you want to work for Echelon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Dara gives off the vibe. She's pretty fun. Maybe. That's asking an awful lot. It is. <laughs> It is. Nobody who works there try that. We don't, don't try. We that. don't want you to get fired. No. So in our Peloton News Roundup, there was an article in the St. Louis Post Dispatch. That there was. That was Peloton related. There was. And it was about us. Us. This is actually a couple weeks ago and we kept forgetting to include it. <laughs> but uh, it was about us. They wrote uh, a big feature and it was in every Friday. Uh, it's the Go Magazine. It's the entertainment news insert that I'm, I'm sure every city's paper has a version of it. And the, the cover story was about uh, podcasts that originate from St. Louis and, and we, we got on the list We were on the list there was only I think 14 That they featured yeah and our Logo was right on the cover right, right dead center On the cover of of the magazine And then we were featured in the Spread with a huge picture of of Us in our <laughs> studio recording And <laughs> it a was nice the first selfie I ever took In this room yeah. look how short my hair is <laughs> Gosh I'm Look how thin I was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then uh, the, a real nice write up on us and just about kind of the history and how we started and all that. So that was nice. It was but very nice. It was also kind of cool because we were featured and there was some other like pretty big podcasts like the local CBS affiliate has a podcast. Yeah. And they, they talked about them. They talked about the office ladies. Yeah. Because Jenna Fisher is from St. Louis. Pam from the office. Um, there are actually three St. Louisans. Yes. On the office. If you don't know, Phyllis is from the office. Jenna Fisher is from St. Louis, and so is Ellie Kemper. Yes, she's all. So there's, I, there's three of them. Yeah, but uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah, so that was that was very very nice. So thank you for thinking of us. Post dispatch. Yes. So we found an interesting rumor this yes. week from, uh, and I have to say I didn't I did not actually find this. Somebody sent this to me. Okay, Marty sent this to me. Thank you, Marty. 
And uh, it's from, I I guess you say the Instagram account name Dumois. I it's think like, so. I think it's supposed to be f- like French for Doomy. I don't think that's really what it means, but it's <laughs> D-E-U-X-M-O-I. And they post a lot of like celebrity. Isn't, isn't due to, to? I guess. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's a bilingual play on words. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. So they post a lot of celebrity gossip, apparently. And yeah. they have a fairly solid track record. Yeah. Apparently, like a lot of the things that they post happen to come true. Right. So I don't know. Take this with a grain of salt. But this is what they put out there. Yeah. They say that there's this big collaboration coming this summer and it's going to uh, feature several high profile athletes and celebrities. Thing People like such as Michael Phelps, Jay Cutler, Kate Hudson, Ciara, Diplo, Aquafina, Kyle Richards, Leslie Jones and more. Supposedly, the team is also in talks with President Biden, if the timing works out, given the craziness of the world. <laughs> it says that that the series is going to be tentatively titled Ride and Relate, and then insert the celebrity name. Okay. It will feature fun rides, and it will have interviews that are conducted from the Peloton instructors. Okay. So, we'll see... Um, they say that the goal is to stay ahead of the curve as group fitness reopens in New York City and elsewhere. So on the one hand, I put a lot of validity in here because there were a lot of people I found very interesting following this count. Right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And then the other thing that makes me not think it is because whoever wrote this email does not know how to spell anyone's name that works at Peloton. <laughs> yeah. So that makes me not think it's real. But if they don't follow Peloton, then it's sort of the thing that they're not even going to think about. But... I feel like this email came from an employee at Peloton. Gotcha. So you'd think, because how else would they know? Yeah. You'd have to. I mean, this was clearly a mole. If right. it's true. If it's true. And if it is true, then like, dude, you need to figure out how to spell Allie Love's name. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they spelled the love part wrong. No, they didn't. <laughs> so I don't know. We will wait and see if that happens or not. And also Peloton is Peloton. So they could be like, yeah, people already found out about it. We're canceling it. <laughs> that could be a thing. Would too. not surprise. Would me. not surprise me. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us today, once again, via the magic of ZoomTube, is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She also has a wonderful app called No More Diets. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi. We have a new question for you this week from the Clipout community. It would be kind of weird if I we... I love the just, questions from the Clipout community. We just ask the same questions over and over it again. It would. It would. But I was <laughs> differentiating that it was from the community, Oh, Tom. I see. I thought you were stressing it. that it was new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Angie Pruer. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Angie sounds right. Okay. She, she wants to know how should she change strategies now that her goals have changed. So last year she was focused on losing weight and maintaining that loss, but now she's down 20 pounds and she wants to work on dropping her body fat percentage. What should she do? Okay. Well, first of all, I have to share that I have a little bit of a bias when it comes to goal setting that I tend to like process oriented goals as opposed to end oriented goals. In other words, instead of I want to lose X percentage of my body fat. I like goals that are more, I am making a goal to run 10 miles a week. I'm making a goal to do, you know, three 
upper body classes and three lower body classes that I like process oriented goals because we cannot control how our bodies respond to exercise. But what we can control is what we do and what we participate in. So my first recommendation would be to, well, you are making new goals to make those goals about the process as opposed to the outcome. And if that becoming leaner goal is really important to you, then what I would recommend doing is meeting with an expert like a dietitian or a physician or someone who you really trust. A, make sure that your goal is healthy and reasonable for your body type, for your age, for your medical issues. And then to kind of break down what is it going to take to accomplish this goal? And then try to turn that into more process-oriented goals. Because We can really end up feeling terrible about ourselves when you find you're working your ass off. And instead of going like, wow, my endurance has gotten better. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten more flexible. I am a better athlete. But, oh, I only lost 3% when I wanted to lose 10% of my body fat and then feel bad about ourselves when we've actually done great things, not only in terms of ourselves as athletes, but in terms of our longevity and our, our good health. So to me, to really just kind of shift that focus. And I also think we have to look at what really motivates us, that sometimes we get so used to having the same goal. And this is particularly common with weight loss, that sometimes people are just, oh, you know, my whole life, I've always like, I've always been oriented towards losing weight or oh, I've always felt bad about my body. And sometimes when we work on ourselves, even if our bodies are not perfect, if we're able to come to some level of peace with our imperfect bodies, we can make our goals about other things that motivate us. Like I know for me, one of the things that when I get on the treadmill and I feel like, oh, I don't really feel like working out today. I think about my daughters and I think about, I want to be there to dance at their wedding. I want to be there to see my grandchildren one day, many, many decades from now. And, you know, I also, I think about a friend of mine who was in a terrible accident who is not able to walk. And I think, you know what, she wishes she could do this. Like, this is something that really motivates me that I can still do this and that I have that good fortune. And I think about her a lot of the time. So I think we have to really look at what motivates us, what goals are outdated for us. And again, to really try to focus on process-oriented goals as opposed to endpoint goals. You know, uh, piggybacking on the idea of process versus an endpoint, I would think it's also beneficial in terms of like, if you set it up as an as an endpoint goal, you also run the risk not just of beating yourself up if you if you don't hit it, but also undermining it if you do. Like you get there and then you go, well, mm-hmm. I've done that, and then you kind of yeah. lose it all because you it's it's been there. You got to keep there. doing things to maintain yeah. that. Like it's not just once you drop twenty pounds, it magically stays off. Exactly, exactly, and and I and I think that we just tend to get really fixated on numbers, you know, and, and, you know, to give you a really great example of why that is dangerous. In the very olden days, many, many decades ago, I did, um, during my eating disorder days, I did this program that had a, there was a liquid diet. It was like, kind of like Optifast that Oprah did in the, in the eighties, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a different company. And 
what happened is I did the, this liquid diet. And then during the refeeding stage, I started to gain weight. I had this talking scale and this, t- I would get on the scale and be like, you know, hi, you, you know, you weigh X number of pounds a day. You have gained one pound. Have a nice day. And then like, I get on again, be like, you weigh X number of pounds. You've gained three pounds. Have a nice day. Well, long story short, at the time I was focused on the numbers and the external. And so this totally triggered me into like an eating fast. And I was like, I'm working so hard and I'm gaining pound after pound after pound. And it kind of, I got all bingy and awful and it was terrible. And and just kind of like, I went down the rabbit hole. Well, long story short, as it turns out, the scale was broken. (gasps) It was giving me inaccurate readings. But because at the time I was so focused on the external and the number, as opposed to the internal and the experience and the health aspect of all the good things I was doing for my body at the time, although I was a bit eating disordered, so not all of it was that good, but it really threw me off. And it to me, it really speaks to how important it is to be focused on the health aspects, to be focused on the process-oriented aspect of it. And I'm grateful that I'm now a fully recovered person when it comes to this stuff and that, that, you know, I don't even weigh myself, but if I did, it wouldn't matter what the scale said, but it really, we have to focus on the internal and on the bigger issues. I know this isn't the point of the story, but I'm just curious, how did you figure out the scale was wrong? I would (laughs) never think to question the scale. Yeah. Because at the time, I was also getting weighed at a medical facility. Okay. And so, but it wasn't as frequently. Like, I was weighing myself sure. every day at home. So, over the course of seven days, right. I thought I gained, like, 10 pounds. But then I think I, I was seeing the doctor, like, every other week. So, like, you know, after two weeks, their scale said something totally different. Right. Wow. wow. Well, good thing yeah. you were going to the doctor that you you caught yeah. that fast. You and know, I mean, you that could have get, been even worse. You don't even get the joy of being like, I told you so, because it's a scale. You can't talk back. Yeah, can't but also get, what it what it happened at the smug. time I was at the time I was very eating disorder. It's like once you kind of totally you have an eating disorder, if you once you kind of fall down that hill, like you're mm-hmm. just rolling. Like it's right. really hard to kind of stop that momentum and be like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, cause also then what happened was I was then overeating because I had that kind of fuck it attitude of like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to eat. Yeah. It doesn't matter now, oh. which is part of that unhealthy diet mentality, eating disorder thinking, which is a disaster, you know, and I'm, I've done a lot of work on myself since then that could never happen to me because I don't have that kind of diet mentality. So, but it, you know, look, it was, I remember what it was like to have that and how painful that was and how easily triggered I was and how things could kind of lead me astray that, that were externally based. Wow. Yeah. That's very powerful example to drive that home. Absolutely. Wow. Well, uh, thank you for that until, uh, until next week, where, where can everyone find you? You can find me on all social media, especially Instagram at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man, and also my InStyle magazine column, Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Awesome. Instructors in the news. 
So Ross Rayburn had a big reveal this week. He did. I loved it so much. He uh, <laughs> apparently, in a past life, was uh, on an episode of Sister Sister. Look how young he looks there. And I don't he know what he looks like now. So I... he doesn't look old now. Yeah. Like if you scroll down just a little bit, oh, you okay. can see him below in the. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look old. Yeah. But like he just has this baby face in yeah. that picture. Like oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I love this. So apparently he was an actor and uh, he was on the show. So and it how must have been that? around 97 because the shirt he's wearing has the 1997 national champions for some football team. Yeah, I don't know what that football I would, team. I don't know, but it's I know the, what the year is. Yeah, totally. So. I didn't even I didn't even notice that because yeah. I can't get away from that face that he's making <laughs> and those eyebrows. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. What a gem. DJ John Michael made a seven-layer rainbow cake for Jess King. Yeah, and apparently they uh, did this on Zoom, and okay. they each made one because they were like, you know, obviously they had to do stuff did at Zoom, home. Yeah. Zoom, and um, so they each made one. And DJ John Michael said that hers turned out better, but they, <laughs> I thought it was great that they did this, and it was all in anticipation of her seven-year anniversary at Peloton, which just occurred back on three twenty-seven. Gotcha. And uh, I guess so that means technically they made a 14 layer rainbow cake. They did. Separately. <laughs> Separately. But together. <laughs> Separate but together. I love it. <laughs> and then speaking of 7 year anniversaries, Hannah Corbin's Yes, she is uh happened on I uh, wish she had a ride to celebrate it on April 2nd. April 2nd. Yeah. How cool is that? So there's like a wave of instructors that happened kind of all at the same time. Sure. And so that that's back those are the first kind of wave of after we get past Jen Sherman, there's right. a wave. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Because awesome. I guess that wave, like the people from the other wave, with the exception of Jen Sherman, are they even, are any of them still there? Because that's like Nicole Moline and Stephen Little. So and Robin's like that, right? obviously still there. Okay. Because Jen and Robin started about the same time. And then it was like right after that was Jess King and... Hannah Marie Corbin because she went by Hannah Marie back then and then there was another I think there was another instructor I'm totally blanking on I can't help you I know but uh, but I feel like there was another somebody out there is yelling at me right now I have no doubt yeah sorry guys my brain failed me you can also expect a uh, a spring drop. It will probably have already occurred by the time you're hearing this. And it's supposed to happen on Thursday for eight. There was a really, really pretty uh, kind of preview of it of on uh, Rebecca Kennedy's Instagram story. Right. It was this really pretty pair of leggings and bra that was like black, but it had like royal blue and yellow accents. It was really, really pretty. So you can expect to see that soon in my room. Because I will be buying that. Or will it be in a box and you'll forget about it Shut and you'll up. find it in a year? One time. One time. That you know of. Oh, come on. I wonder how many leggings you've thrown away. That's all I'm I saying. I haven't thrown any leggings away. We'll never know, will we? I can't believe I even told you. Why did I tell you this? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Especially today. <laughs> yeah, if you'd have told me tonight, by next Wednesday, you would have forgotten all I about it. I would have totally forgotten. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what the new drop is. I always love the spring clothes. I love all their clothes. Who am I kidding? <laughs> and then uh, Jen Sherman's mixtape rides are back. Yes. Yeah. It's going to kick off April 11th. That's this coming Sunday at 930 a.m. Eastern. Now, if you have not taken Jen Sherman's mixtape rides, you need to know that they're amazing because Jen Sherman is, in my opinion, the best at putting like an eclectic mix 
of songs mm-hmm. together and she's known for it like in her circle and in college she was known for putting mixtapes together and right. if you got one of her mixtapes like you were special you were one of her mm. friends and uh so now we all get to share with jen Ta- jen sherman's mixtape rides i can't wait and real quick starting next week we will have a new feature on the show we will this time we are going to have a nutrition expert on from Met Pro, and uh, obviously we've been doing Met Pro, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just about ready for my first cut. Where they start, they've been giving me, me food. It's so weird; they keep giving me more food to eat, and I still keep losing weight, which yeah. seems to deny the laws of physics. No, but, but you were eating so little. Yeah. Like this is the thing. Like it's so cool to see our. I mean, I just can't believe how many carbs we're eating a day, and yeah. like. Not gaining weight right like, it's just insane I'm so excited about repairing our metabolism <laughs> but uh, but so uh, we re- we put a th- post in the group people ask questions about nutrition and food and how to eat and what to eat and when to eat and all that sort of stuff and so we will be basically tackling a question a week with met pro yep and just kind of talking about the best way for you to eat yeah yeah and it's things that you can apply to your everyday totally. life you don't need to be doing met pro to benefit from this like, absolutely don't like, like it's not do. just going to be a five-minute commercial for met pro nope. it's it's going to be about like things that you can actually incorporate into your life and then if you also want to check out met pro feel free you can do it at metpro.co slash tco i like that it rhymes it does kind of rhyme yeah. <laughs> checking in with the peloton community so uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Kelly Backus. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. And before anyone uh, wants to at us on Twitter or whatever, I did the Gilligan's Island Jim Backus, Mr. Magoo conversation <laughs> before we started recording. It was in the pre-show. So it was I didn't, in the pre-show. It didn't escape me. I'm, we're just not going to do it now. So, but but you didn't ask her if she was related. That's always your question. I assume she would have like volunteered that information. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I definitely would have. But yeah. no. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, that was my contribution to the pop culture conversation. So, Kelly, how did you originally find Peloton? So back in December, I only know this because I wrote this down at some point. I don't know why, but back in December, 2016, I had just joined a local gym and I hate the gym. Like I've never been very good at it. I just used to be an athlete in high school and college. And then I got hurt and I herniated a disc in my low back and just continued to re-injure it. So when I would go to the gym, it's like, okay, I know how to do five things. How do I make that last for an hour and actually like be productive? So I was at the gym and I couldn't run anymore because of the way that my back had been injured. And I figured why not Google YouTube spin classes? Like if there was some sort of spin class that I could do since I could never make the time of the class. And all of a sudden this thing came up. It was kind of a website, but it was one of those things that looks like an ad because it just like opened the app store and it said Peloton. So I clicked on it and I downloaded it. And at the time it was <laughs> Hi Kitty. Sorry. <laughs> my cat Ren. Hi he's, Ren. He's 16 pounds and very nosy. So hopefully he won't be loud. Um so I downloaded it. I tried it. I took a class with Christine and I was like where has this been my whole life? <laughs> so when I got home, I did a lot more research and I found out that there was a bike involved. And so I tried the app for about a year, but I was solely going to the gym to use the app. And then when 
it wouldn't, it was, this was before you could preload classes. Sure. So it would just like buffer and buffer and <laughs> it would just drive me crazy. So I started looking into, you know, how much would it cost to finance the bike? Can that, is that something that's going to fit into my budget? Cause I was, I think I was, I had just started working full time and, you know, you just got to try to think about those things. So I talked to my mom about it and she was like, well, is cycling because this was before they had all the content they, sure, they had sure. some strength and some yoga but it was nothing like it is so we're like are you gonna do enough spinning for it to be equal Effective. to what yeah. you're paying at the gym right. so i tried uh i like signed up around a time they had a sale to work with a trainer and i tried that and it went pretty well but it just wasn't it was becoming a lot costlier because you had to start paying for I'm just waiting for him to close my laptop. <laughs> you had to start paying for uh, like the group classes on top of the trainer, the one-on-one training sessions. And so it just started to add up quickly. And so finally, like once I realized the cost of financing it, plus the membership, I was like, this is a no brainer. I was moving into a new apartment. It had a gym if I needed some, you know, free weights or something, but I got the bike. And so it was finally delivered in January, 2018. And now, as we know, so many things have changed from that (laughs) point. And I literally cannot imagine my adult life without Peloton. (laughs) It's so it's so funny, because like, that's only three years ago now, right? But that seems like a million years ago in Peloton years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) It really does. Okay. (laughs) I always think too, like how on point the uh, digital marketing team for Peloton was at this I mean, there's st- they still are, but but like there's so many stories from this time frame that that follow that same trajectory of like, well, I googled like spin classes yeah. or mm-hmm. digital spin classes or whatever, and people and they just I got peppered with ads and I caved. Like, yep. it's, so many people <laughs> tell that same story, including exactly. me, including yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your fitness level like? Like you were going to the gym, but were you able to actually like get a lot of a workout? Cause it sounds like it was kind of a hassle. So were you going like three days a week, four days a week or. Yeah. So the apartment that I lived in, in 2017 was like at the top of a hill and my gym was right at the bottom. So it wasn't a too far of a drive, but oh, okay. my work schedule is like really frustrating at the time. It was, it's much more regular now, but I was working And we had busy seasons. So in the summer, I would be working pretty much Monday through Saturday. And Sunday, I was like, don't talk to me. I'm sleeping. (laughs) So when I could get to the gym in the summer, it was sporadic. But I was moving enough during the day that I felt like I had a decent level of fitness. But growing up as an athlete, like I did soccer, taekwondo, swimming, like I did a little bit of everything, dancing. And then when I was looking at colleges, I was wearing my field hockey rain jacket at one of the schools I was looking at. And this woman comes up to me like out of nowhere and was like, you play field hockey? Do you want to join the field hockey team? And I was like, what? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and they're like a division two field hockey team. So which is you have to go through the clearinghouse. It's like this like big deal. And I was like, I'm not good. Like I just happened to be on my high school team, but the college team at the time was not great and they <laughs> needed numbers. That was the issue is like, they couldn't recruit the numbers. So it ended up working out that I went to that school. I joined the team, but I had to red shirt. So then 
I couldn't play the first year, but I was able to work out with the team and, you know, kind of hang out. And then sophomore year happened, preseason happened. It was great. So excited. We're going to play. I'm going to get to play this year. And the team itself had improved a lot that year. And the last night of, or yeah, the last night of preseason classes started a little late. So everyone like got together, went to a big party at the hockey house. It was exciting. (laughs) I was getting out of the car and someone's like, Hey, good to see you. And like hit me on the back and I fell and I broke a bottle with my knee. No. So I had to get stitches. And so then, and then of course the coach found out and it, one thing led to another. So it did not go well. Um, And then I couldn't play. And then when I could play, I think I played like maybe two games because of, you know, Oh. understandable. No, she wasn't there. It was hard. Anyways. Yeah. So coming back from that injury after like having been really into the preseason and the workouts and all of that, the two days and whatnot, it was really hard to get back to that fitness level again. But when I did, I was like ready to go. And then I herniated the disc in my back. Oh. So once again, it was like one thing after another. And I went to physical therapy and I did everything that I could to try to get back to that level because I always found when I had sports and I had that structure of the schedule and just the ability to move my body, everything else in my life went a lot smoother. So the way that my brain worked and I wasn't diagnosed with it until two years ago, but I have uh, ADHD. And so I had an IEP growing up. So I needed extra time to take tests and focusing was, was always an issue. But when I was able to move, you could tell a clear difference of everything going better. So once I was like, I'd gone through the cycle of physical therapy, not needing physical therapy and whatnot, I decided to have surgery because I was still young. So I was only 23, I think. And they said, you'll heal quickly. And it'll just be better to do it now this way than to continue this cycle for the rest of who knows how long. And honestly, I think three weeks after my dad, who he w- he played football, he played baseball and football growing up, he played football in college. He was a firefighter, paramedic. So like he had a very physical job and he does not go to the gym. He does not work out. He does. He will like laugh at you when you say like, He's basically my Tom. So, <laughs> um, so it sounds like he, he gets exercise in other places, though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He definitely does. And that's what he always says. It's like, well, I used to work out, so it carries through. You know, sure. <laughs> um, so bank it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, so he about three weeks after surgery, he would go to the gym with me and I'd like walk on the treadmill at like point two. But it felt really good, like just the fact that I could do it. And so that helped bring me back up to a better fitness level. And even though I couldn't run, like the pounding on my body just didn't feel great at the time. I was finding other things that were working better, whether it's with lifting weights or whatnot. And then that's how spinning came along. And because I never thought I would step foot on a spin bike ever. When I was 10, I was at my aunt's house and my aunt is like, she actually helped write the book, the spin instructor book. Oh, like <laughs> that when people take the test, wow. um, she's like really in like into it. And she 
so I was sitting on her spin bike and we had a, a workout bike back in the nineties. So I was just like, whatever, this is like my mom's and the pedals weren't locked and, or I was playing with it. I'm not really sure, but the pedals like kept going and like cut my leg. And oh so I was like, I'll never go near a spin bike again, ever. <laughs> and then finally, I guess I got over it. And <laughs> a little bit. I, <laughs> so I went to some spin classes at the Y and then found, you know, this is feeling really nice with my lungs and my, I'm able to do it even with my asthma, but it's, it's not hard on my joints. So it just, it felt really good. So that's kind of where I started and had a lot of issues, but ended up with the cycling being my main and favorite thing to do until now, which I do a little bit of everything. Because <laughs> that's what Peloton really is. <laughs> well, how do you think that your workout process has changed since Peloton has grown? Like, what did it look like at the beginning compared to now? Well, so... I don't know if you remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> For people just listening, her cat attacked the computer. <laughs> now he's sitting behind it going. Oh. Wow, that um, was 3D. That yeah. was great. Huh. Okay, so I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, my. So I don't know if you remember, but back then you would get instead of badges for like, I think there was PR badges. I don't really remember, but remember it was like, you did three workouts in a row. Yeah. So if you did, it was like, it was really weird instead of three day streak. Oh it yes. Was like yeah. It three. was, it was like 72 hours. It was really, it was like, it was like over hours. Cause you could do three workouts in a row, even though it was like over four days. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really weird. So like trying to understand that I would do my workouts to match like, oh, this reward or whatever that may be. But also at the time I lived with a roommate and the bike was in the living room and she like a few times and she's one of my best friends still, but she'd be like, you know, you like breathe really hard when you're on the bike. Like it's really hard. Like I don't know what to do, but then I would get like anxious when she was home. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do it later. And then, so my consistency was a lot different. And so then when I, I moved home to in, what was that, January of 2019, it started to just get more consistent. And then I all of a sudden realized I've had this bike for over a year and I haven't even hit 250 rides. Like, who the heck am I? What am I doing? <laughs> so I started going nuts. Like I would do warm up, ride, cool down strength, toning, like I would do absolutely everything and it, like a little too much, just like, ah! and so it wasn't until my, I know where your cat the, gets it from. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I say that all the time. Um, in the summer of 2019, I house sat for friends of mine and it was going to be nine weeks. And I was like, Hmm, this is just long enough. And they live just far enough that if I don't bring my bike, I'm not going to touch it this summer. So I did. And I got into a really good routine of, okay, I have to be at work at nine o'clock. If I get up at seven, I can get a 20 minute ride in and then work all day and come home, do some stretching or yoga before bed. And it just like felt really good. And that's when I started to get into a more overall routine of cycling strength, uh, stacking those things, 
before the stacks were a thing. Um, <laughs> and then just like the little additions of the standing yoga or the meditations. And I would do those things. And because I don't know if I've said, but I, I'm a professional photographer. So oh. I have a day job where I work at currently I work at ESPN. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the corporate world uh, Monday through Friday, but on the weekends, I still freelance and shoot weddings, whether it's for myself or for other people. And so I drive pretty far. Like I've driven from to like the tip of Vermont, almost Canada in a day and you get bored. So I, I'll put on a meditation just to like bring me back or energize me or whatever that may be. And just having those little options have really changed the way that I do everything to do with Peloton. Wow. So you like a meditation while you're driving? Yeah, they have some that like, the I would never anywhere. do like a sleep meditation. Like the do anywhere meditation. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, they're, okay. they're, They'll say like, if you're commuting, like try to just focus on something. So I'll just uh, don't close your eyes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, this doesn't sound like a... He's worried for your safety. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've already had so many accidents during this conversation. <laughs> I... It's, not, it's the last thing I need. Yeah, like it's like the, the knee and then the asthma. You were attacked by a cat. Like it's I, <laughs> be the first interview we end early for the safety of the guest. Uh, oh man! <laughs> so um, <laughs> didn't know you were going to get a bonus tummy workout, did you? No, right. <laughs> Um, I'm curious about the meditation. Whenever you do those, do you find that that helps with your ADD symptoms? Does that like help you empty your mind? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, especially there are some days where I'll do it like after our department meeting where like, you know, we have 50 people in a meeting and you just like process all this information. You're like, okay, I have a really long to-do list, but I can't stop thinking about that. So I'll just do something to just kind of like recenter and then, okay, now where can I begin? Yeah, I definitely, I, I find that to be really helpful. And I actually, since moving home, my mom like started to be like, hmm, you know, tell me a little bit more about this Peloton. And <laughs> so I, she like started to do it and she would do it pretty consistently. And then I think it was around the time of Peloton this summer she was like, hold on, what are these badges? I I want more of these. And so she like joins the challenges. And so she was like, the easiest way to do it is to do a meditation every day. But she likes to lay with like a warm cloth on her eyes. So she'll put on a 10 minute, usually it's either Chelsea or DT meditation. And she'll just like Zen out. And then my dad was like, 10 minute nap. I'm in. So now- <laughs> Now they do it too. So the meditations are big in our household for sure. That's fabulous. I I love the meditations. I I feel like it. I think the real question, uh, do they have a cat meditation? (laughs) He, we actually have pictures of him sitting on my mom's lap like, okay. And he's like completely zen out. And his name is Ren. So we call him Zen Ren. You got to do something to get that wildebeest under control. (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) So do you uh, do you have like favorite content that you like? So you're obviously doing the bike. You're doing the meditation. Like, what is your favorite kind of content to do at this point? 
it's been an interesting year. So <laughs> last year with the pandemic, I started like at first I like the loss of structure blew my brain up. I could not handle. I started to having to do virtual therapy twice a week because I was like, help like, just <laughs> figure it out. And so I would try to like ride during the day. And, and I feel like they were doing that at the beginning. Like they were trying to be there more. So they were accommodating the schedule so that people could attend live rides on their lunch hour or what it, whatever it may be. So I was riding a ton and, you know, doing more of that, but I was having a lot of issues with inflammation and kind of like an autoimmune type thing. And they couldn't really figure it out. But the problem was moving really helped, but too much was affecting me more. So when I was riding or doing like really vigorous things, it was affecting me. Okay. So I was trying to, it took me a while, but I found like a decent balance of, okay, if I ride four days a week, but maintain with some really good yoga and outdoor walks, you know, that definitely helps. And so I got everything under control uh, with a, a diet. Like I eat like non-inflammatory foods and it's kind of boring sometimes, but I feel really good. So I don't actually care. Yeah. Um, but I think I started that around November. And at that time I had recently become an ambassador for this foundation called Bright Pink, which is a breast and ovarian cancer awareness foundation. Um, but they focus mainly on women between the ages of 18 and 40. So it's more about early detection and like knowing your risk and all of that sort of thing. And I just turned 30 in August and I am will start imaging for breast cancer later this year because of my family history. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how I got involved with them is I get monthly text reminders, like do your monthly exam, just make sure you're on top of things. And I like tagged them at the beginning in October. I always like post something like there used to be a, a meme that would go around or something that was like, make sure that you mammogram your boobs if you're going to Instagram them or something <laughs> like that. So, like, I would always like add additional information of what I'm doing. And so I tagged right pink and they were like, Oh, would you like to be an ambassador? So in the fall, like right around the time I was getting, I got all my inflammation stuff under control. I attended a town hall for other ambassadors and they told us, if you run for Team Bright Pink in the Chicago Marathon, you your registration is covered, your training, there's a training program that is covered and you can do it all through us. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And then at the same time, I was like, who the hell just said that? Like, what is going on? And so, like, because last year when, or, you know, the beginning of this year when I got my cool down video, it was like, you know, so many rides, blah, 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 running, zero. I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, marathon. Okay, interesting. But it just, something about it really was triggering my mind. But I think it's because, and I've talked about this quite a bit, but the fact that Bright Pink is focused on this younger age group and so many women who are around my age, which is young, will do things like have preventative double mastectomies or hysterectomies and, you know, do these things that really change your entire life. I thought, 
just because I'm not a runner doesn't mean I can't be a runner. And I have Peloton. They have that whole program. Like this all went through my head in maybe 45 minutes. And so once I got off that ambassador call, I contacted my friend who she just turned 32, but when she was 29 had breast cancer. Um, And I photographed her wedding. Like she was halfway through chemo treatments at her wedding. Wow. Um, And she ran the New York City Marathon. So I was like, all right, if you can go through this and then run the marathon, do you think that this is something I could train for? She was like, yes, do it. You're (laughs) going to do it. And I actually Instagram messaged Rebecca Kennedy because I was like, who knows? Maybe she'll answer. And she usually like if you like respond to her story, she'll like respond back or something. And so she was like, absolutely. If you're even thinking about it, you have plenty of time. You should do it. (laughs) So the kind of content that I've gotten into this year is very different than in previous years, because I've been doing a lot more outdoor running and um, strength work and standing strength work, core work. I'm doing the Maddie's Encore 28 right now. And all the new strength for runners content is really, really nice. And I live in Connecticut. So, I mean, the weather in the United States is just ridiculous right now. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) it's been really obnoxious here. And there's just not enough clear spaces to run. And I don't have a tread plus yet. I'm working on it. (laughs) So I was like, okay, what am I going to do in this time where like, I can't, I just can't get outside. Cause I did, I tried. And it, one day it was, there was no snow. And then there was an inch of snow. Like I, you can't, and it can be dangerous to run. Exactly. And so like, is it worth breaking a bone and putting myself out of commission for months? Not with your history. We're going to go ahead and say no. Thank you. Thank you. We should so, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> like that's. We need Seriously. to give you a tread to prevent anything yes. happening and to you. Put a cat pen around it. <laughs> I can, yeah, you're right. Because he'll just hop on there and be yes. like, "All right." You'd be like George Jetson, but with a cat. <laughs> Castro. No, that's a Cuban dictator. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, but that's a really good idea. Go fund me for the trend. (laughs) Because of my accident prone history, I need a trend. It'll be like a one of those really bad infomercials. And if whenever you get your tread, whatever you do, wear the little clip key thing. Like a lot of people, it's like that's a thing it's a safety thing like whatever for you like that is mandatory danger prone Daphne over here like, you gotta... behind it so when I go flying off I bounce right back or if you're not gonna wear one uh, be sure and film it because you could go viral so those are always fun videos when they happen to other people so. oh my god oh, oh man it's so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so bright I, pink. Right? Yes, bright pink running. Um, but so the thing I decided to do uh, was I retook my FTP test. And so I'm going to do the power zone program because I haven't really done it. 
but I was taking Christine's endurance ride the other day and I found myself like getting kind of like bored. And <laughs> I mean, I hadn't taken my medicine, but that's just what it is. It was the weekend. But I was like, if I plan to run 26.2 miles, I'm going to get bored quick. Uh-huh. So yeah. I should probably like <laughs> figure out a way to get with the mental portion of these endurance type things. So I think for the winter with the weather, the way that it is, this will be a, a good way to do it is to redo the power zone or to do the power zone program, having redone my FTP and kind of see the strength grow from that way. And then as spring comes, I can get back outside on the road again. Absolutely. Remind me of when the uh, Chicago Marathon is. I can't keep track. <laughs> it's I know, right? It's in October. It's October 10th. OK. Um, but and last I knew that's when Boston was rescheduled, too. So there was a lot of really unhappy marathon people. Oh, I but I don't know about that. All I know is October 10th, I will be in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great though, because that gives you a ton of time. You know, it'll be, it'll be warm before you know it. And so the power zone is a great way to get your endurance up and, and also the endurance runs, like even if you take them outside, um, I think they're just amazing because a lot of those longer runs and maybe you've taken them, I might be telling you something you already Mm -hmm. know. They literally will talk to you about preparing for a marathon and, and why you need to increase that mental strength and to get better at those longer blocks of running. So Mm -hmm. um, you absolutely are on the right page for what you need to do that mental toughness. It's, it's a real thing. And also make yourself an amazing playlist that you love. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) So will they let her? Cause when you did yours, right, you couldn't wear headphones, right? That was because I was at an Ironman competition where you have biking and swimming and they don't allow music during the, those kind of competitions. Oh, like because of the transitions? Exactly. Okay. And the other thing is, uh, well, you they don't want you out there on an open road with headphones in. And it's like so competitive. There's so many people out there. But I believe, I believe, don't hold me to this, but I think the Chicago Marathon, they do let you because it's all runners and the streets are closed. Gotcha. So it's, it's a lot yeah. it's a lot safer than what, what I was doing. So, okay. Uh, from from that standpoint, but triathlons are usually a lot stricter about the no headphones thing. Yeah, because I a twenty twenty six miles with no oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be brutal. Also, <laughs> I have a great class for you to take as you prepare your marathon. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so there's a ton of great training, but my favorite favorite class is Robin's. Like she does like a thing where she goes through the New York City Marathon, and it's like a virtual like you're at mile fourteen now, and here's what you're going through, and it's like amazing and the music is awesome and like like you just feel like you like a million bucks by the end of it so. oh awesome yeah. okay i'll definitely i'll definitely look into that okay and the new york city marathon a virtual thing she does is really authentic because at mile 17 you get mugged <laughs> spoilers surprise yeah <laughs> And um and I know Bex did one this year too. I haven't taken it, so it might be just as awesome. But I know the one Robin did. I've taken like three times because it's my favorite running. Okay, class. that's really good because I've heard about Bex. Like I like saw her Instagram stories about it and heard from other people who've taken it, but I hadn't heard about Robin. So it's good to know that there's probably two that are really really good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of great ones, but that one's my favorite to like pump you up. So yeah, okay, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> That's really exciting. So are you are you like raising money for this venture that you're doing? Yeah. So that's like the only commitment that you have to make. Like 
since they kind of cover so many things, you just have to raise some money. But I think the total is $2,000, which I didn't think was too much. Like I was like, I definitely can do that. First of all, I come from a big family and you know. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Um, But I just, I was like, that feels reasonable. And the the amount of time that I had to do it. Right. Felt like plenty. Um, So what I try to do is just after I do my runs and I'm sure people are annoyed and I don't honestly care because I just will be like, I just went for my run or, you know, (laughs) post something like great playlist decks, like (laughs) whatever it may be. I constantly talk about it and then people will be like, oh, do you have that link? Or I have the link in my Instagram profile or I'll just like throw it up on my Facebook. And so like slowly they're coming in and I haven't done too much promotion because that's just not who I am. So I have to like figure out the wording behind it so that it doesn't feel like, please help me. Yeah. So, (laughs) but I think once training really ramps up this summer, because the program through Bright Pink will begin I will really start kind of not advertising, but moving forward with that. Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. So who's your favorite Peloton instructor in general? Do you have one? That's just like not fair. So I think last year on my or on my cool down, Christine was number one, but I was a little disappointed that they didn't have a list of like Christine was number one, but here were like your other top ones or here's how many classes you took with everybody. Because I would say I really frequent Jess King, Rebecca, Cody, Chelsea, Dr. Chelsea. Oh, my God. Your interview with her was like (laughs) the highlight. Isn't she amazing? Like she's she's just uh, an angel. What a bright light. The best. Like Maddie, I love like there's truly no one that I dislike if they're on the schedule and I have the time like Jen Sherman, I love and I love everybody for different reasons. Yep. So it just you talk about it all the time. There's a different instructor for every mood or for every workout. Like you can't just pick one. That's true. That's true. That's true. So uh, what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Won't Back Us Down. So it's nice. Uh, I like out. it. I like yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to recommend Cat Attack. <laughs> but yours is good too. <laughs> Did you merge them, Cat Attackus? Is that a thing? Well, it's true. The cat did attack us. Yeah. Well, not us. <laughs> it's a pandemic. It was a virtual attack. You don't want to get cat That's COVID. That's thing now. Yeah. You don't want to get cat COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It <was> really good. <laughs> I feel like people are going to pull up YouTube just to see it. Just to see the cat attack. <laughs> it's a good place for a shameless plug. YouTube.com slash the clip out where you can watch cat attack. <laughs> We're branching out. <laughs> oh my God. He definitely always has to make an impression wherever, whatever <laughs> meeting I'm on. He, he. Check yep, that box. Exactly. He did it. <laughs> oh, great. God, here he's- oh, he's back. Oh no. Brace yourself. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you have any advice uh, for people just entering the world of Peloton? So something that I like, always tell people is just try the classes all of them everybody whether my mom actually was just able to start riding recently and so 
I'm like, I don't really love this person all the time if I'm in a really happy mood, but you might like them. So, you know, just go through, take 10, 15 minute classes, really get to know everybody. Don't just take certain kinds of classes with certain people until you know that's the kind of class that you appreciate them to be teaching. Like I think Christine, especially for endurance rides is really good because of the way that she helps you kind of change the chatter in your head. And if you just want something to fly by really quickly, then I would take something with Cody because he's going to make you laugh and he's going to, you know, kind of distract you from the clock counting down. But most of the time, what I tell people is without a doubt, you will find somebody and some kind of workout that works for you and it will far exceed any experience you've had at a gym. So just keep up with it, keep working it out and everything's going to change. Who you like is going to change. The workouts that you do is going to change. Nothing stays stagnant. That's, that's the only thing that's guaranteed. Yes. All great advice. Yes, I approve. (laughs) (laughs) We've done about 10 of these where she didn't approve and we've never aired them. (laughs) We have to air the cat. Well, yeah, like, so you yeah. I feel like your cat stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. You could have said something completely insane. Like, I pick Peloton classes based on taste. Like, you should be like, hmm, there's a cat attack. I gotta, gotta roll with it. Well, really, I mean, maybe that's why I like Christine, because she always is posting cat content of her own cats. There so you go. maybe it's just this, like, subconscious obsession with her cats. <laughs> Well, thank you very much to you and Ren for taking time to join us today. And uh, before we go, where uh, can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Kelly Giggler. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm in quite a few Peloton uh, Facebook groups. My name is Kelly Ann Backus. So you can awesome. find me there. Uh, and where can uh, where can we find Ren's Instagram? <laughs> he just is primarily featured on my own. Okay. Uh, after we end this recording portion, if you want to share your address, I can send you our Christmas card because he is the star of the show on that too. So yeah, we're gonna need that. <laughs> she will never say no to a cat video. Never or a picture. No. Yeah. Cute animals everywhere of any kind. I send I them. Agree. I'm I always agree. happy. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. (laughs) So I guess that's it for this one. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to Gail Fine. And Ah. I really, really am looking forward to this conversation all about music, pop culture, and Peloton. Like, our favorite things. It was a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yes. And Gail's a hoot. Yes. And very connected in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun chat. It is. So uh, until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And then, of course, the bike and, and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash The Clip Out. Be sure and subscribe while you're there and uh, sign up for our newsletter at TheClipOut.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And running.